Christus vos cres. Poistunu vos cres. They were stunned at 9.30 too. Those words are Ukrainian for he is risen, he is risen indeed. The reason that I borrow from that language today is I think we're all mindful that all is not well in the world and there are places where there is strife. And yet, God shows up. And so we rejoice that the resurrection is really the last and final word from God. In fact, I think someone already snuck it up. Alleluia. As we gather today, um, a word of invitation to all that we will be celebrating communion and we would love to share that with you. So when the time comes, uh, Seneca and I will be right up front so you can come and receive bread from me and wine from Seneca. according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like the dead. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here, for he has been raised. Just as he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. Indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message to you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came to him, took a hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The Gospel of our Lord. Won't you be seated? Grace and peace to you from God the extravagant creator, Jesus, the risen Christ, the spirit who brings us together today to bear witness to God's love in the world. It's so good for us to be together. Families are gathering. I know you're already thinking ham, aren't you? Or turkey or something. And then I had to go and bring it up. 
This year, though, for the first in 33, the whole human family, much of it gathers as it is Passover, Ramadan, and Easter. All of us looking for those glimpses and those signs of God's love at work in the world. On that first Easter morning, as Passover had ended, the second of two seismic events signal that God is about the restoring of all things. On execution day, the earth shook, rocks split, graves opened, and a curtain in the temple was actually torn top to bottom as if God had personally reached down and ripped it right in half, signaling that things would never, ever be the same. On resurrection morning, the earth shifts again, and a stone that had been carefully placed by the Roman guard is flicked aside, and the angel perches atop. The representatives of the empire are literally scared stiff. It's as if the empire, which claimed the right to decide life and death, that claim crumbles just as the earth shakes and the stone rolls away. But these two emissaries of the empire weren't the only ones to see what happened. Mary and Mary Magdalene, the first witnesses to the resurrection, the ones who actually didn't freeze stock still, that is, they saw the stone rolled away. They felt the earth move. They saw this personage glowing transfiguration white. And yet, they had already seen too much. It's no stretch to believe that Mary and Mary Magdalene probably had still a bilious taste in the backs of their throats and that the sights and the sounds and the smells of execution intruded as traumatic memory. And yet the angel says, this empty tomb this stone rolled away. Even the appearance of God's messenger are not reasons to fear. They are reasons for hope. So let the soldiers remain stock still like statues. Mary and Mary Magdalene, it's time for you to get moving. Go and carry good news with you that Jesus indeed has risen and you will find him in Galilee. There is a preacher that I have decided is also a poet, Mindy Kuivik, who says that when Mary Magdalene and Mary hear those words, they go arm in arm to go find Jesus' other followers, the ones who had fled out of fear, they go looking arm in arm, but fear and joy hold hands as they go.
And they go with the message that you will find Jesus, you will see him. What of us, as we too are arm in arm, as maybe fear and joy hold hands? We know that this is a wondrous yet wounded world where, yes, the climate shifts, the ice caps that we thought would last forever and the rainforests that we thought would be eternal are under threat. And we hear daily accounts of tin pot wannabe dictators throwing their weight around and oppressing. And so we can't help but ask, where will we find Jesus? Thankfully, Jesus has dropped hints all along the way, including the story of his birth where it was said that he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. So we don't have to look all that far. Jesus would say, where two or more are gathered in his name, we would find him. He would also say that we will find him in the faces of the hungry, the thirsty, the sick, the falsely imprisoned, and the refugee. He would go on to say that the least that we do for these, we do to and for Jesus himself. But finally, as we are arm in arm, hand in hand, joy and fear commingling, we hear Jesus' last words in the gospel. Jesus says, to the disciples then and now, and to us now. He will be with us always, even to the end of time. Hallelujah. He is risen indeed.